Yo, welcome to the Hive Hustle, the captivating podcast where we dive into street culture, whether that be dancing, roller skating, hip hop, uh, sneakers. It's official now, the Hive Hustle podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss. Still remain a boss. Today I got my bro, um, Chris, aka Baby Quinga, aka the man that's involved with Vegas sneakerheads. I've like watched this man grow this group from like a long time ago. I don't think I was like there in the very beginning, but. I stumbled across it one time because the homie Vaughn was like, yo, you got to get in this sneaker group because they tell you all about the new sneakers. And it was Facebook and I got on it. So he decided that he's the first episode of season two in the new place. And I appreciate you, man. Thanks Thank for being here. Me. I've been looking to this day for a while. For real? Yeah, absolutely. Man, I ain't that tight. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Just to give you background, like I always do, um, Hive Hustle was simply birthed because I felt there was a need for it. I felt like the dance community, the skate community, the graffiti community in Vegas doesn't get enough shine. You know, we don't get enough of actually like media outlets, so to speak, professional right. media outlets that showcase us. We have to work harder. And so I really want to utilize this platform to be able to put people that are in our city, investing in our city, and building our city on a different platform. So yeah, thank man. you for being here, man. It's an honor to be here, I'll tell you that. It's not what? I said it's an honor to be here, I'll oh, tell you that. Definitely, man. Well, look, we're going to start it off. First things first, um, tell us about yourself. For the people that don't know you on my platform, you know, how did you get introduced to street culture? Uh, I got introduced to street culture, I'd probably say the ideal year that comes for me is 2006. Okay. Yeah. Um, at the time, I guess to paint the picture, right, uh, eighth grade, shit, America's Best Dance Crew is also on. Damn. YouTube is on the rise. Like, Yeah, the 06 was like right when we had, built in 05. You know, our peers were definitely living the journey with us in life, right, you mm -hmm. know? So I got introduced to sneak to street culture through peers. Um, I think first came, man, I feel like it was around just at the same time. Like I feel like sneakers and dance became really impactful in my life. Really? Yeah, because again, 2006. Uh, again, your your peers, colleagues, whatever. Your my friends got me into both, and you know, uh, was there a specific friend or? There's a, there's a few. I'd say the home, shout out to the homie Tino who's. Cam, he's also an artist. Okay. He's also a jack of all trades. Got you. He does. He designs clothes, makes music. Dope. Creative uh, all around. Creative all around, dude. And then, you know, Perry. Yeah. So those two, I think, are probably more so responsible for me at that time frame. Got you. Um, in, in dance. Okay. In sneakers, again, more more peers. It's the same. Actually, the same same two cats and more. Definitely. And people whom I'm still friends with to this day, whom I seen yesterday. Yeah. Brotherhood. <laughs> Definitely. Well, man, that's crazy. Um, to me, that's a little late to be introduced to street culture, but I get it. Like yeah. some people are grow brought up differently, you know. Um, and um, like when it really comes down to it, 
your friends always influence you when you're a, a kid. Absolutely. You know, I was I was talking to my son about that the other day, and we were talking about like where you get influenced from and why you should only allow certain people to influence you. And <clears throat> he comes home and says random stuff all the time, dude. Yeah, they're more impressionable. Like I was like, what? Like some of the stuff he says, I'm just tripping. But now. Vegas sneakerheads. Obviously, 2006, you started, like, you you got introduced to street dance, you got introduced to sneakers, you got introduced to, like, just hip-hop and street culture. What, like, how, did you start Vegas sneakerheads, or, like, what's the story behind it? So, Vegas sneakerheads uh, originally was a forum on this page called uh, the ISS forums, which was in style sneakers. Yes, I remember that. There was, you know, there's a whole thread dedicated to like every regional, wherever you reside. Uh, so the name Vegas Sneakerheads originally at its roots. Shout out to the homie London Schneider. He made that group like the forum on that website. Okay. And I don't even know this. This was like before, like a couple of years before my time at that. So mid two thousands, and mm-hmm. then uh, that forum never really got traction like not really active and then at some point the website got bought out by complex oh yeah uh and then so on and so forth uh 2011 my senior year of high school Mm -hmm. i would make the group which i think at its creation is crazy given like the infancy of like social media Mm -hmm. um also the the creation date is crazy. So synchronicity, like, so the city of Las Vegas was founded on May 15, 1905. Okay. Uh, I made that group May 15, 2011. That's crazy. Like super unintentional. But to me, I'm like, damn, like the, the synchronicity of that was like, Oh yeah, that's perfect. That's It was, it was meant to be. It was meant to be, you know yeah, what I'm saying? For but sure. For that sure. for me is like, Boom, like the start of it all for a lot of things at that time, you know. Okay. And how long did it take to actually get traction or did you like, did it happen immediately? Immediately and organically. Okay. Uh, Like I know there's, I remember telling some people like, hey, going to create this. Would you be on board? Would you support it? Et cetera. Because at the time, you know, we had the same concept but on myspace yeah right i remember shout outs to team ds exactly this was like again mid-2000s myspace now obviously myspace is dead yeah facebook boom got you just transition yeah just transitioned okay so you started the group in 2011 and then it just slowly but surely grew. Now yeah. you're at like 25K members? Yeah. I just checked it today. 25K members. That's insane, bro. Yeah. So basically deals go on and like you moderate it too. So do you have other admins along with you? Uh, there's a, quite a few admins along uh, the, the team. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's, it can, you know, it filters itself sometimes with meta and AI. Yeah. Like there's moments where I'll wake up notifications like, oh, this has got this got taken down because of this or whatever. I've noticed that Facebook and Meta just like really like they're geared recently to like start helping the creators like manage their stuff. Yeah. With AI and, you know, like with the ability of people monitoring or like, you know, moderators, bots that literally will like I've had a notification when I'm posting a comment. And it says, this comment could be considered 
like harassment, something, yeah, spam. harassment or something like that. I'm like, dang, okay, I ain't even click post yet. I'm yeah. just typing. Absolutely. <laughs> there was this cat who uh, I got the notification like maybe two days ago, but there was this cat who uh, displays like. Uh, what's the word? I'm like dissect like sneakers dissected in like a tasteful manner. Okay. Really, really cool idea. But he uses like he uses he uses counterfeit product. Okay. And at some point, Facebook was like, "Hey, so we saw this and we took it down." I'm like, "Oh, that's crazy." Wow, that's that's nice to have that backing. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Well, now you're obviously a dancer. Um, we know that you came into dance and sneakers at the same time, so to yeah. speak. Um, that's how we know each other, so to speak, besides Absolutely. the sneakers. Give us a little insight. Like, I know Perry's probably your introduction since... I think at the time, it was... it was Well, I'm from the Bay, so we were just gigging or turfing back then. And then other influences... So you you weren't born in Vegas? I'm, no, I'm not born in okay, Vegas. Okay, let's go back then. Whoa. You were born in the Bay. When did you get to Vegas? So I moved in Vegas in 2001. Okay, so you were like sixth grade, fifth grade? Nah, bro. 2001 was my third grade year. Whoa. Whoa. I just realized how old I was. <laughs> That's all um, weird. So hold on. So you moved, you grew up in Vegas then. I Absolutely. Was, I was thinking 2001, and I'm in a whole different age br- bracket. So I'm right. like, you were practically grown, but you weren't. You were a kid. So yeah. yeah, you have Bay roots, but you grew up in Vegas. Absolutely. Same thing with me. I yeah. was Chicago roots, but I grew up in Vegas. Right. Got you. So what made you want to get into dance? Uh, outside friends. I also, ABDC was on. Uh, you, was again, it the Jabberwockies or was it somebody else? Uh, I think at the time it was season like Jab. It was they set the tone. Yeah, obviously. I always really liked at the time Supreme Soul. Mm, no lie, they were one of my favorites. Yeah, and I was I was jealous of Breakskate. Yeah, like hella jealous because we we were doing that in like Breakskate, bro. I was we were on Ellen in like two thousand one. Amazing Vegas Heat. I'm pretty sure you've heard the name. I, I I haven't to be honest. Really, it was a really crazy skate crew back in like the early two thousands. I roller skated before I danced. Oh, that so that that's news to me. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know. Yeah, so I roller skated. The conversations I, I, are being held. Yeah, exactly. I went to the skate rink the first time when I was like twelve, and that's, I was an aggressive rollerblader. That's tight. All I did was grind on poles and go down half pipes and quarter pipes, and. During that time when I went to the, I always knew how to like groove. Like my fam, my my family's Italian and Mexican, so like I knew how to like bob my head to the beat. Like my cousins right. listened to hip hop when I was growing up. Right. But when I stepped into the rink, I seen Mecca and I seen Lavar, which is the, was the owner of Vegas Heat. I seen both of them at like 12, 13 years old, and that's what triggered me to want to roller skate. That's tight. And then from roller skating. Mecca auditioned for Culture Shock a couple times and didn't make it. I never knew of Culture Shock, never knew of the dance scene, none of that. When I went to a LVAC with Mecca to practice with him once, he walked into a Culture Shock audition with me. And I'm like, oh, wow. what the hell is this? Right. And I wasn't going to audition. I was scared as hell. Right. But at that time, that's what made me shift into dancing. And at the same exact time, during that year, I'm going to Sam's Town. To see Rise. Damn. That's what's up. Yeah. 
So, and that's what shifted. Like I knew how to, at that time, I knew how to wave. Mecca taught me how to wobble. Um, I knew how to do a little bit of choreography, right. but that was it. Like I knew how to like hit, I knew how to pop, but it wasn't like I was in the popping scene. You know what I'm saying? I was a young okay. kid. Yeah, yeah. So then that, after that, that's when I started shifting the dance. But it was right after that, I moved to the South side of Vegas. Ah. Like 2004, 2005, I moved to the South side of Vegas. And that's when I met Josh, uh, the Josh, the, I forgot his last name, but he was a crumper that went to Silverado. We met AJ, Aaron. He was a crumper that went to Silverado. So like I met them too. What years were you at Silverado? Uh, 04 and 05. 04. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't I, go to Sylvester at all? No, no, I went to Woodbury middle school. Okay. I, I lived on the East side. So I didn't go to Silverado until I was, it was, I was supposed to graduate 04, but I went back for another year cause I wasn't good at school at all. Okay. <laughs> I went back for another year and, but my f- 2005 year right. was at Silverado. The homies that introduced me to Crump, we met at Liberty in 2007. Yeah. But they went, to, they went to- cause that school was built in like 2007, right? 2006, 2007? Liberty? Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm pretty I'm, positive. I went there in 07. Because, like, was... because when Silverado, when I went to Silverado in 05, Liberty wasn't there. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't built, if I'm not mistaken, until like 06. Or it was built in 05, but for the 06 year. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because it wasn't it wasn't a thing. Like, that, that area wasn't even built yet. Like, St. Rose Parkway, yeah. all of that stuff, Cactus, none of that was built yet. Yeah. So, like, legitimately, like, it was crazy. So, but yeah, if you went there, then you went to school, you went to high school with my ex-wife at, uh, at Liberty. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then that's what, like, I started kicking it in that era of people like Vital. Vital lived across the street from my wife, my uh-huh. ex-wife, my ex-wife, Jessica. Vital lived across the street, like, they were friends. So that's how I got in tune with all those people on the South Side. And then I just started Silverado sessions. Yeah, Silverado sessions, Smash Studios with Lamont. That's what we we had met in at Smash. We yeah, I remember because I was with Perry at the time. Yep, but I like never took a class at Smash. Like I, I never did either. I just yeah. was there. It was just yeah. Like we kicked it there. Like <laughs> literally, I lived I lived next door. Those like one story apartments next door to like Smash. Like I lived there. Damn. And then. My mom, my grandmother and my mom moved to like a house on like Pyle and Maryland Parkway. And then we lived there for a while. So, but yeah, like I was all there all the time. But so you got into dance. What drew you to crump dancing? Uh, I think. So kind of uh, referencing like my homies at the time, I remembered so like hanging out with that, like we they would go meet like battle with Silverado, okay, like Silverado sessions, things that happened. Um, I remember the Silverado also, Crump sessions that were at the park. Yeah, so they would your friends would battle at those sessions that we threw, like Carlo AC. Yes, they were Crumpers. Marvel Infant. Yeah. Yes. So Marvel fam. Yeah. Okay. But, so you were homies with them at school. Yeah. And they would come Crump. Yeah. Okay. But also, there, I remember there was, I don't know this dude's name, but there was, like, orientation for PE. Mm-hmm. And there was this dude, he was, I think, you may know, may or may not know him. He was, uh, I forgot if he was mute or deaf, but he was 
crumping. I know who you're talking about. I don't know the name. I don't. I I I know it. There was a mute dude that was crumping yeah. back then before Nate. Yeah, you remember yeah. Nate? Yeah, I know Nate. Yeah, but before him, I remember there was a mute dude that was crumping. And I was like, damn, like this is crazy. Oh yeah, um, that's but insane I didn't to start. See. I didn't start crumping, like more so participating because I I didn't throw an arm swing back then or yeah. Do, I didn't do. I was just there witnessing from afar. I think at the time. Crump is like obviously it's super driven from religion. Mm-hmm. Right? At the time, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You like, didn't really care for it at the time. Yeah, I mean, and rightfully so, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. I didn't start wanting to participate till the arc. Okay. So the arc definitely was a driving force for that, Damn. and then reconnecting with friends like. J. Doc Quenga, like we went to middle school and high school together. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, damn, like he's cr- like at the same time we're all dancers and supporting each other, right? Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is really dope. I was, like, I told him I was, I'm crump one day, bro, and boom. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy, man. So you were like a part of Scribble Funk. You were a part of yes. all those Wednesday sessions. Yes. But you just never. And the crazy part is, is you were like involved with crump and knew people who crumped. Yeah. But never crumped. But I, Boreo. Shout out to Boreo because he would teach me some stuff on the side. Yeah, I, didn't, I remember. I didn't take it like super serious. I was just like, okay. And then here we are now. Damn. That's crazy, man. It's crazy how people's stories intertwine. And this city is so freaking small, but so Cerebral big. Triple Funk same was time. a time, man. Oh, yeah. It was SFK was great. That Those Wednesday sessions really changed the game in Vegas. It, it gave. For freestyle and all style dancers, it gave a place for them on to... on paper. It sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and that's because b boys have always had open sessions. Yeah, like they always did. Right. Poppers, they had sessions. They crumpers had sessions, but it were there was never a place where street dance could come. And because Lamont was involved in so many different communities, that's why so many different people came. Right, you know what I'm saying. That's and that's crazy. We had like the like I went to I went to Vegas shakedowns, but they were more so. At the time, it would be like breaking, popping, house. That's locking. it. That's it. And then outside that, there was no all styles. I don't. I never. I didn't go to for my first all styles jam until sin style sessions. Remember the 18 LV sin style sessions at the at the dance studio on Fort Apache and Lake Mead. I know of it, but I wasn't... The park? I know of it, but I wasn't there. You didn't go? No. Okay, yeah, because that's where me and Brandon first started in 2012. That's when we first started really, like, competing in all styles. Yeah, right, yeah. And then we won Neon. Like, that was a fucking fluke. Like, we were just new people, so everybody was like, oh, who are these guys? Right. So, but... It was a time. That's crazy, man. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Watch this, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. We'll be right back. In the heart of artistic innovation and urban vibrancy, Swarm Culture stands as a dynamic and captivating brand that serves as both a sanctuary and a launching pad for crump dancing, roller skating, hip-hop, and street culture. Through curated events, workshops, performances, and collaborations, Swarm Brand strives to empower individuals from all walks of life, celebrating diversity and inspiring unity through the shared language of art. Visit us today at SwarmEverything.com. Welcome back. Hey, remember that song by Diddy? 
Well, let's not talk about him, but you're <laughs> <laughs> him in 2023. Literally. So we've been talking about the fact that like you were literally a next door neighbor to Crump for so long, but didn't do it until the arc. Um, we were talking about how you freaking built Vegas Vegas sneakerheads off of an idea. Um and the fact that you told me that like the arc made you want to crump. If you could like just elaborate on that, like what made what about the arc made you want to crump? I think the I like introduction to crump in two thousand seven, then fast forward like eight years or so later. Mm-hmm. The compare and contrast then and that like it's crazy, and that was just an experience I got to live through, mm-hmm. right? And that was like very inspirational. People from around the world were there, and a time was had. That's crazy. So basically, the contrast of it being a street dance to now being on a somewhat of a platform, because that's what we tried to build was the atmosphere at our events. It changed. And not only that, it probably had a lot to do with your life, where you were at in your life and things of that sort. But that had a defi- that was a defining factor in how you wanted to crump. Yeah, absolutely. Damn, that's that. It's crazy to think, man. Like how people can be inspired and be next door to something for so long, but not grab a hold of it until it clicks. Yeah, and that's because, man, watching your crump journey since then has been dope. Like I know I disappeared for a little bit because obviously I had to handle personal life, but since twenty, since right. After the pandemic, before the pandemic, I've literally watched you grow. And it's it's good to see, man, your your styles coming together. The fact that you're a Quenga is really great. Um, how did that, because of J-Dot? Is that how that happened? No, it wasn't even necessarily J-Dot. At the time... Because I've known Marcus for a long time, bro. Right. So Like, nobody really knows this, but Marcus was young gimmick for like two weeks. Oh, that yeah, that's that's news to me. <laughs> but also, he, he, me, and me and Marcus laugh about that all the time. But go ahead, that's tight. Um, so Quenga and Kill Frank used to throw sessions at their garage. Ah, I remember those. And the first time I went, I remembered that, like I think, like the Arizona, the Arizona Cats was here. Mm-hmm. So like Royalty, Kill a Native. I think Ronnie, I'm pretty sure Ronnie was there, but mm-hmm. those are the first two people that I remember was like, oh, wow, like people are here. And for There's just an a, for, movement. For just the garage, I think, well, in retrospect, for just a garage session, I'm like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. Right. But now, then like being present in that moment, I'm like, this is also new to me and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And then I think a week after or so of that, Quenga messages me. He's like, hey, I want you and Maniac at the time, J. Dot. Well, this is a story for another day. <laughs> okay. But verbatim, it's like, I want you guys to be like great additions to the fam. And August 2018, I think. August, something like that. And boom, uh, I became Boy Quenga. And then we would lab at their, whatever was that at that time, right? Yeah. And boom. Whether it be a house, whether it be like right. wherever you met. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy, man. Like, so it just it just clicked. You just knew to be under him. 
Yeah, I mean, no one really like proposed me. For so a it was the first time. It was the first time, and it was like shit. Why not it's try f- it? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. First and last time. So that's okay. What well, let me ask you this: What keeps you in the movement and going strong? What keeps me in the movement for going strong? Like, what keeps you here in Crump, and what keeps you going strong for it? Because I. We talk all the time on Facebook, bro. Right, we talk about the right. politics. We talk right. about how see that a lot of shit I'm, is hard. That's why I'm happy my journey started kind of late. Uh, I feel if I had started around that time, I know a lot of people would just stop dancing for life reasons, or mm-hmm. right. And I'm thankful that I started late because I think if I started then, the pol- politics just. It's inevitable. Yeah. But obviously, it's more prominent here, like in Crump, than I think other styles. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm not in other... Nah, I'm not in other, I'm not in other communities, right? We're not but, in other communities, but yeah, I'm I not going to lie to you. I like, just feel like the politics are more prominent there, but we only know what we know. Yeah. Um, with that said, again, happy that my journey started late. But what keeps me going strong is... I dance in other... Not immediate street dance ethos. Like, I dance in other... like. Ecstatic is another movement. Uh, I shuff, dance with the shufflers, and what keeps me going from strong is like that. I don't I get exhausted from doing the same thing? Mm. I feel like you you live that lifestyle that can be exhausting. Um, yes, very true. And to elaborate on what you're saying is like, I feel like that's where a lot of people go wrong. In my personal opinion, is they engulf themselves in crump and they become the crump head. Right and. I've noticed in my personal journey, when I become the crump head and I'm in the crumpers page and I'm always talking about crump and I'm always listening to crump tracks. I'm not even in, well, I'm not even in the real world anymore. Low key. Yeah. Like my wife tells me all the time, like y'all live in an alternate reality. And I'm like, I, we do. It's a small hub. Yeah. It's a small hub and it's an alternate reality that all of us live in. If I tell somebody my name's mafioso in a normal life, they're like, what are you talking about? The world is bigger than we, we perceive it. Exactly. So. And so I get that. That's why I'm a part of Dope Show. Yeah. That's why I've been a dancer instead of a crumper. Right. That whole season of like everybody saying, oh, I'm a dancer. I'm not a crumper. Right. That's not really what it is. I, I'm not really trendy with that. Like I literally dance. And that's that makes perfect sense because it keeps you going strong. Excuse me. Keeps you going strong because you're filling your cup with different types of energies. Absolutely. And you're you're consistently filling it up and then you're going home and pouring it back out to whoever you need to pour it back out to and you're coming back and filling your cup. Yeah. That makes sense. Energy. That's crazy. Man. Have there uh now, has there any been any specific like challenges that you've faced or like coming up in your creative journey, even with Vegas sneakerheads, like what what challenges have you faced and how did you handle those? Uh it's those difficult conversations, mm. right? Where you kind of have to, you just talk amongst peers, especially, I think, allowing time for, let's say, like, uh, like a problem to breathe. Like, handling, like, responding logically versus emotionally can definitely be helpful in that, right? Oh, yeah. Right? So, when, obviously, when people react off instinct and emotions are high. Mm-hmm. That could be a slippery slope. Yep. Right? hmm And I feel like that's what happens in, in the politics of it, right? Yeah. People hand, uh, handle off emotion, and you're right to hand, have those emotions, but handling is where it matters. Mm. 
You're right. You're allowed to get angry. You're absolutely. But when you take that anger out on somebody else, that's when it becomes the problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's common sense ain't really common. Common sense. (laughs) But yeah, you know, uh, I think responses, answers, things of that nature aren't always warranted immediately Mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. It can be a slippery slope and the the ripple effect is just can be bad. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break on that note and do me a favor like subscribe if you have if you're still watching and you haven't liked this video or commented that's a problem do it (laughs) we'll be right back at swarm branding we're not just a digital marketing agency we're your key to online success let's take a closer look at the services that can transform your brand graphic design web design, search engine optimization, print media, social media services, and content marketing services. Swarm Branding is your full-service digital marketing powerhouse committed to making your brand a digital sensation. Don't wait. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. All right. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to The Hive Hustle. Um, If you just tuned in... I got my boy Chris here, baby Quanga, leader and not originator, but creator of the Vegas uh, Sneakerheads Facebook group. Been one of my good friends for a long time. I've watched him grow up through crump, through sneakers, through culture, through dance. And yeah, man, thank you again for have, being on here. And one question that I wanted to really ask you because you're in multiple communities. Right. How do you see the Vegas creative community and dance community like evolving? And what role do you feel like you play in that? Uh, I feel like the Vegas creative community is already evolving with or without me. Mm -hmm. Um, The role I think I play is that I consider myself a bridge, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess that's where the network kind of comes in for, for people. Yeah. Try to point, excuse me, try to point people in the correct paths. Uh, there's situations, there's people who will speak your name in uh, a room full of people, you know. I've I've had that happen occur many times, and I'll try to do that and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You have been in that predicament as well. Yeah. In high regards, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I consider that myself. Like a bridge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, f- I feel the same way because ultimately, dude, I don't hit nobody else up for sneakers. Right. <laughs> And at the same time, I don't hit nobody else up for crumb tracks. <laughs> Chris always got the crumb tracks, yo. I don't know how he does it. I don't know if it's just he has more time. Like, he has 27 hours in a day, I think. Nah. Because, like, seriously, bro, like, you come to lab on Tuesdays, and I'm like, bro, this track is insane. And then I'm like, he just sends me a screenshot on Facebook, and then I'm able to buy that. I think album. certain tracks only require maybe 10, 15 seconds of yes. scanning. Because all those tracks are just loops. Yeah. So if if you really wanted to do like laser focused track searching, you just give it like 15, 20 seconds. Tra- hit her track, hear the beginning, hear the middle, hear the end, give it like the Crumb tracks ain't like they used to be, man. You used to have to listen to like a minute and a half of it because there was always a breakdown <laughs> right. in at minute and 30 seconds right. because every crumper always went a minute and 30 seconds and then they wanted to kill off. And there's, yeah, there's a beat, Crump beat it, kills. They ain't the same no more, man. <laughs> Jesus. But all right. These are quick, fast questions. Let's do it. Okay. You got two, one second to answer. Okay. Puma or Dunks? Dunks. Oh, yes. 
I was hoping he said that. <laughs> Crump or Matt Fitzjukin? Crump. Ooh, yeah. I kind of knew the answers to these already. They're almost kind of one. <laughs> they're almost kind of one sided. Just now, this is a good one. Okay. A piece of advice for your younger self. A uh, piece of advice for my younger self would be to drink more water. Oh my god! <laughs> so basic, but so influential. Nah, bro. I feel like I don't. Know, in hindsight, like there was moments where I was like, man, I did not drink a lot of water, bro. I remember days when I was a kid, and like there would be good days I didn't drink water. Right. And I'm like, how did I live, bro? Even adults, before I stopped drinking soda, there was days where I would not drink water. And I'm like, dude, now I'm like dehydrated in like seven hours if I don't drink water. Kids function off like hot Cheetos and Capri Sun. And, Literally. And they, they do it. And I'm like, Damn, See, my I'm, kids don't even call them Capri Suns anymore. I don't, I don't know what they're the called. They're called juice boxes. Anything that they drink is a juice box. Right, Gio? That's fair. Juice box would be like a little apple. But my son doesn't say anything else but juice boxes. Capri Suns are like juice packs. No, they are like juice packs. Yeah, juice bags. literally juice bags also something. Works. It's juice something. They they got that's what they're calling them nowadays. <laughs> well, bro, I don't really do crazy long podcasts, and it's because I don't believe in sitting there for two hours and listening to somebody talk. It's just too long. I don't have that much time. <laughs> but the last question, man. Um, what advice would you give our listeners if they wanted to get involved in street dance or sneakers or like just creative communities? And lastly, after you do that, let our listeners know where they can find you and support you on your endeavors. Right. Uh, I think alongside the creative process, try to enjoy the moment. Think mm -hmm. everything is like art and yeah. everything's a moment of art. So you kind of be able to approach it um, with more meaningful like uh, like digestion. Mm. That's how I see it. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. And then where where could they find you, man? Like how, how uh, could they you find, can you? find me on Instagram at Chris Fab K R Y S dot F A B. Okay. Uh, Vegas sneakerheads on Facebook. You can just search it. Vegas sneakerheads. Three words, all spaces. Because there's there's another emu one there's emulators who just try to get the spacing weird. Yo, all that. Fuck y'all. Stop copying. <laughs> Excuse my French, YouTube. But, yeah. So, man, thank you, bro. Like I said, it's an honor to, to, honor to be here. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a while, and what a way to break in the year and yes. this space, right? Yes. New year, new space, new day. We hope y'all had a good new year, man. Um, this episode's going to come out in a couple, in like a week or two, but we appreciate y'all being here. Tune in, follow, like, subscribe, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace. It's official now. The Hive Hustle Podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss. Still remain a boss.